Welcome to the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast, where we help urologists and staff achieve peak economic and practice efficiency so there is time and energy to focus on patient care and a happy life. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. Welcome to episode 44 of the Urology Coding and Reimbursement Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Painter, with my co-hosts, Mark Painter and Dr. Ray Painter. And today we're going to discuss payers. And we've had some issues uh, that that have come to our attention uh, with some of our clients that uh, that that's happening with United Healthcare, but we wanted to kind of go through those and ask ask you all for your stories as well. But uh, but we also want to kind of touch on what do you do when a payer is acting unfairly? So, uh, Mark, do you want to share kind of what's happening, what's going on, uh, what we've been hearing about United in particular? So sure, and I'm I'm sure this is a common story, and I'm not illuminating anybody in this, but um, we're seeing a a disturbing pattern um, that United Healthcare, with um, any, yeah, I mean, it's kind of uh, going to a lot of claims that are more expensive procedures, like a thousand dollars or more, um, and certainly big ticket items like Provenge and Eurolift and all those things that are out there. Um, that United Healthcare is um, requesting a lot of medical records, and and it, it, this is not uncommon. Um, it comes from other payers as well, where they're looking for medical records, and we know this is kind of the new delay tactic from from a lot of the insurance companies. But United is especially problematic in all of this because um, they are. Um, working with Optum. And so when your medical records go in, um, they go to, you know, to Optum and then United has a review process. And between the two companies, Optum and United, they tend to lose the, lose the records. Um, you know, we've had a few cases where we've had confirmation that the records are into Optum or into United multiple times. And then you call them up again, trying to follow up on everything. And suddenly the records aren't there. They can't locate the record, even though you give them the record number that that you were given by United or Optum. Um, so it's a it's just ridiculous the draw out that they're doing in this process. And and I, I am kind of curious as to and we've heard this from multiple groups, um, seen it firsthand with some of our clients that we that we bill for, um, but also talk to a number of practices that are um, seeing the exact same activities um, across the board uh, with their internal and outsourced billing companies. And it's just ridiculous. And, and ultimately, um, what we're, you know, the, the, as you complain up the ladder, um, there's not a lot of places to go. Um, and it's it's extremely frustrating um, across the board, and um, we're trying to leverage with and different groups are trying to leverage relationships within United Healthcare to try and get some changes made, um, but it's just a, a widespread. I'm going to say it's a, an epidemic of record pulls and and delays. It's just um, unfair um, is the bottom line. 
And so what's your, you know, okay, so so you exhaust all the internal uh check appeals or or complaints uh, what what's kind of the what what do you what's your alternative what's the next step what can you do if you can't get this done i mean i know you said you know working for four months trying to get that one thing done i mean where, where's the end of it yeah that's a good question overall because um you know ultimately pulling strings behind the scenes is one that you're that all of us have tried and Sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. Um, going up and reporting things to the insurance commissioner in some states is helpful. In other states, it seems like the insurance commissioner is working for United Healthcare and really not providing much support across the board. Um, and then there are some states that have uh, laws um, on the books um, that have some prevention in the whole process uh, or penalties for the insurance companies who play these games, um, but they're not uh, they're not truly uh, enacted or or enforced very well. So um, it may take legal action um, in some of this. Uh, i I was thinking if there is I wonder if there's any way to go after this um, in the media um, to try and bring some pressure on for all of this, but it's been extremely frustrating. There's no magic formula that we yet we we have yet found, and um, so I would be interested to see if if somebody out there has a, a a a magic formula that they've done, or you know if their states being extra helpful, if they know of laws on their books. Um, that we could potentially leverage in this regard and share with everybody. But I think it's going to take um, almost, if not, a class action um, to really make some of these changes stick permanently because this, this hassle factor approach is, is absolutely ridiculous. Do you know of a lot of practices giving up on, uh, you know, obviously not the pro bench, you know, that's that's super high, high dollar, but are, are a lot of practices giving up on, you know, some of the moderate priced or lower priced with the hassle factors. Have you heard of anybody doing that? Well, Just, are they winning in that regard, I guess? So there's always going to be some some wins for the insurance company in this. Otherwise, they wouldn't do it. Um, so that's one. And, and quite frankly, the delay in payments is a win for the insurance company. The cost to the practice is is astronomical with all the appeals that's there. So um, it's a win. And, and you know, the insurance company on the other side is also paying a fair amount um, in having all these people answering phones and reviewing records. Um, and then, you know, you, you put in that mix. There's also some of the technicalities that um, they're, they're flagging rather, you know, the, the records don't particularly match or don't match in a hundred percent the the protocols that they have in the in the payment side and those are causing some people to bow out so you know your documentation has to be good to start with to to go through this process but um the so once you have good documentation um and your billing your your coding is correct um, these delays as you're going back and forth and then playing the games of losing records and 
and and really not adjudicating the claim is just a uh, hassle. There's not a good pathway that we have found um, other than just flat out bulldog keep going type stuff right now. And even that's been extremely frustrating overall. I know there are a few claims. Now, that's not all of them. I mean, again, you know, that medical record request and everything in a lot of cases is a one-time hassle that it does go through. Um, and, I, you know, I've read plenty of records that that should happen with, um, but it isn't. Um, and that's really where the, the, the secondary problem lies, is that even with the right stuff, um, they're, they're gaming it up. And that's somehow we've got a, I, I, and, I, and I don't know for sure in the end, I, I, is it legislative? Is it pressure wise? And I think the other irony on all this stuff, which is, which is interesting, is here in Colorado, they're getting ready to introduce a public option to try and uh, uh, basically one payer, Colorado. And one of the leading groups firing out claim, uh, firing out against single payer is, of course, United Healthcare, um, <laughs> and they're saying that you know they're so efficient in paying claims and everything's way better with United Healthcare. And honestly, it's not. Like you'd think that if they're trying to hold on to their business and 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 stay away from a single payer, um, that they would be a little bit smoother and, and develop some allies within the physician community, but maybe they just think they don't really need it. That, you know, in the end, it's all about the money. And if they could figure out how to shave a, a couple of pennies off of everybody's premium, then that's all they need to do. Do you think peer to peer works at times? You know, going to the medical director, having a. If you can get one, if you can get a peer-to-peer, it usually helps. Um, but it's just the, the the overall policy of going back and forth. You sometimes can't get to the peer-to-peer as fast as you would like. Uh, let me insert a little history into this discussion. Uh, many years ago, I forget exactly when it was. Is in the early two uh, thousands. Yeah, I guess it was 2000. Why, I was asked by my medical society, the Colorado Medical Society, if I would like to go on an advisory committee at the national level for United Healthcare, because the, the society knew that I knew more about the billing uh, for physicians than anybody else in the state. And I thought, hmm, a fox in the hen house? Yes, I'd be happy to. So I was on the advisory committee for about six or seven years. And during that time, United, who originally was uh, uh, the president and the one that really brought it back from almost bankruptcy, was a physician. And he felt strongly that we should not have any uh, pre-authorization, pre-certification, that sort of stuff. But then they were getting a lot of problems with their 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 payers uh, because uh, they thought that they should. And other insurance companies had already started. So United came to us at one time in the advisory committee and said, 
you know, we've got to uh, start pre-authorization, pre-certification in order to get uh, the contracts. And they did. And they saved tons of money uh, that first year or the first few years just by putting a speed bump in the system. And in Colorado, they had taken over a major insurance company and we had a court ordered uh, review. And it turned out that you anybody could get any drug they wanted to if they answered the questions correctly. So it was just a speed bump. But I tell you, uh, we uh, they eventually changed CEOs, and as an advisory group, we were fired, and that was uh, as United began really becoming less physician friendly and uh, more uh, problematic to work with. I mean that is interesting if you really think about it. You know, you you change, you know, change a rule and, you know, like adding pre-os, pre-certs, and it increases their bottom line. So you know, are they doing? You know, clearly it's a it's an intentional ask for medical records, and you know, it's it's obviously a ploy. Well, maybe maybe a calculated move so that they can increase their bottom line. I mean, that's what it seems, you know, especially when you look at the history. There was a two-pronged approach to that. Number one, it improved their bottom line, but it improved their saving of the money for the people they worked with, for the ones that United represented. They could show that they would save the companies. Uh, more money as well. So it it worked. They, I think the first year or so, there was over a hundred million that they uh, they decreased their their claims on that. That's that's incredible. Well, so what what can we do to facilitate this? I mean, I I know we can be kind of a a gathering of of stories and. Uh, kind of a hub to get this more in the spotlight. Uh, Mark Ray, what do you think? What do you think we should uh, ask or or ask of everybody listening if they'd like to to join that cause and what can they do? Well, I, I mean, I guess my my thoughts here are, you know, the I mean, obviously it's not just us, um, but you know, the AUA, the AACU. Um, LUGPA and um, uh, PRS can, you know, if we can kind of amalgamate things, um, identify what the problem is, identify solutions that work in the process and share that. Um, I'm, I'm considering what we could do to maybe put some media pressure out there if there's some contacts out there. I know I can put some stories out in the in Urology Times and um, but are there other avenues that we can, you know, bring this to light? Um, and then um, the other thing is certainly if you've got a state with some laws that you've been able to leverage um, to to get to stop this practice, um, sharing those laws among the various 
state medical societies um, would be a good thing to do. So I, I think this is going to take a collective solution. And, and ultimately, um, the more information that we can compile in both identifying the problem and identifying certain things or solutions that work, um, or making sure that we've got something out there that we can that we can uh, block them from doing this moving forward. So uh, anything that we can do um, as a as a group, and and we're happy to help pivot on this. Um, <clears throat> so um, what I'd say is share your story, share your ideas with us, share your solutions, share, share your problems, and maybe we can uh, amongst all of us in the in either the forum. Um, that we have, or um, by sending emails directly to us, we can try and build up some information and and maybe get it out there in the public eye and shine a spotlight on it at the very least. Yeah, so that's, uh, you can send us emails at info at prsnetwork.com, or you, um, we will put a link in the episode uh, page so that you can uh, join the urology coding and reimbursement group and and enter in the information in there and that is uh, prsnetwork.com forward slash zero four four so those are a couple ways you can share your stories with us and uh, and then we can share share it with everybody else yeah or share directly with everybody else on the forum so that's yes yeah also good yeah mark have you uh, discussed this with your co-author for the urology times article so I, I have not yet done that um, uh, in any detail, um, but um, I will I will be talking to um, to to Dr. Jonathan Rubenstein, and that may that I, I think is one of our articles that we may address uh, in the near future. We've got a, a few topics that are kind of lined up, and we'll have to juggle through to see when we put that out there as as we go through this, but. Um, I think that's that's a a good outlet, um, uh, and and certainly again, um, I know the AUA is aware of some of this, and LUGPA is aware, and the AACU is aware, um, and whether or not there's been enough momentum to get some action there is maybe the the next step of trying to get the inertia out there, but more importantly, find out what is the right approach here. I mean, this is. This is just flat out frustrating, and you've got a lot of folks suffering around the country on this. That is just, it's a hard lift, and some of the bigger practices may have solutions that they've come through to hammer it, sitting down at the table with the insurance companies, but um, not everybody's enjoying the fruits of their labor. So that's why I'm interested in seeing who's, who's found a solution, who's found a way around this, if any. All right. Well, uh, don't give up is is one of the main uh, things we hear here as well. So anything else to add, Ray, to the discussion? Uh, give them the address to send information to, because I think that to start this process, I think you've got a good idea. Just uh, collect some more information and see how widespread the problem is and uh, – then we'll engage the AUA, AECU, and others in coming up with a solution. 
Yep, sounds good. And once again, that that email address is info at prsnetwork.com. You can start there. Okay. Well, let's uh, let's wrap this topic up. Mark, anything else to add? Not on this one. Just that uh, I mean, it is it is a it is a hassle that we should not be playing with. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, I understand protecting overutilization, but this is a this is a massive effort to overly hassle physicians. It's it's not right, and we need to figure a way around it. All right. Final word to you, Ray. <laughs> well, I, I would just should add that back in the day when I was on the United Healthcare National Advisory Board, I was asked to give a talk one evening as they had a dinner with the, the president and everybody else. They wanted to know what United's uh, looked like in the marketplace. And, and it was a, a few people a little chagrined when I told them that United was the Darth Vader of the insurance industry at that point. Yeah, now they're Emperor Palpatine because they're bigger <laughs> and they've, they've been alive longer. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's amazing how the hassle factor has been built in. Yeah. And uh, it's... Uh, Unfortunately, it works for them if we don't pursue. Because when they implemented the uh, the hassle factor in getting paid back in those days, the statistics were that there was a lot of folks didn't follow through. So they saved on a lot of tests that weren't ordered, that maybe should have been ordered, just because somebody didn't want the hassle of going through the pre-cert, pre-authorization. It's not good. All right. Let's wrap this one up and okay. uh, please send us your information. Info at prsnetwork.com. Let us know what's going on. Yep. On that happy note. Happy coding. <laughs>